Welcome to the Julian and GK podcast. And it's Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the prestigious, amazing, uh, what is this, fifth, sixth annual? I'm going to have to look it up to, to see which annual one it is, but it's a very prestigious award, and it's a 2020 Jammy Awards. And 2020? 2021. You see, I, 2020 is so, like, it, it took over our lives. It's like, I, I feel like we're still in 2020. Yes, 2021 what? prestigious what? Jammy Awards. Isn't, hasn't this year felt like it flew by? This year went by so fast. I mean, yeah. I mean, we're prestigious. We're the jammies, but we're not the Olympics. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that was also one of the weirdest uh, moments of the year. The 2020 Olympics being held in 2021. Yeah. It's like, just say it's 2021 Olympics. It's okay, guys. But yeah, so the 2021 Jammy Awards. And joining me is my uh, illustrious co-host, my man GK. What's going on, GK? Bing bong. Hey, man, I'm good. I'm good, man. See, a year this weird needs a wrap-up. Needs yes. a good wrap-up, packaged, gift-wrapped, ribboned, all that, under the yes. tree. Yes, it needs all of that. That's what mm-hmm. this year needs. And then what better way to wrap up your year than with Julian and GK and the Jammy Awards? Like, I mean, that is the greatest gift of all. Man, we can't start this until he says it right, y'all. Come on, man. We go through this every year. <laughs> All right, my bad. The Jammy Award. Thank you. There we go. Thank you. Now, now we're ready to begin. Yes. All right. So we're gonna the the, the Jammies are so big. It's, it's two part Jammies. This is part one. All right. So part one, we're gonna go over a couple categories, just like the best of the best. This is the best of the best of the best of 2021. So let's start it off with. Let's start the 2021 Jammy Awards with best TV show of the year. So, you know, uh, we, you know, with the pandemic, like even though it kind of, you know, started lessening down, it's still, people were still at home more than ever. Like, you know, Netflix had some of the biggest shows of the year. Other streaming services have been very successful because more people are at home now. People aren't going out as much because uh, fears of everything going, still going on. Uh, Omicron or Marion still out there. The variant is out there. So it's like people are staying home more. They're watching TV more. We had a lot of great TV shows this year. But what, in your opinion, GK, was the best of the best, the best TV show of 2021? Damn, Omarion variant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The symptoms are clear, yo. I mean, if you got an icebox where your heart used to be, you got it. But um, no, nah, but I'd also like to point out previous jammies where I did say, look it up, it's on record, that we will be staying home more because we're going to find out that busting our humps to go commute to work and back five days a week ain't it. Mm -hmm. I did say that. So a lot of these companies have smartened up and leveled up and said, yeah, yeah, now we all know that this whole working from home makes you less productive thing is... uh, Pardon my French, malarkey. <laughs> exactly. Right. So more people have found, a, and especially in this country, a better balance, yep. which is also part of why people get to stay home and chill more. Yep. And of course, which we've touched on in previous podcasts, global pandemics, a really big test on relationships. Mm-hmm. And a lot of relationships failed that test. 
Absolutely. So we got a lot more people in these streets than before. The single, even more single, and the ones that was wifed up and coupled up, now they back out here to streets that they don't recognize. Mm-hmm. To all these new rules that we are going to get into in one way or another during these jammies, I could tell. And just again, to preface, we do not pre-plan this. We do not have any production meetings or anybody censoring or or pulling our strings, all right? We just do this straight off the dome, right here, right now, we do it live. Yeah, we do it live. Exactly. So that being said, TV show of the year, Jammy. Let's just all be real off top. We have all not watched all the available TV there is to watch. Yeah, it's not it's happening. It's way not happening. Much. Even the committees that give out awards for TV shows, they do it by committee. They're not all watching it. They all they all divvy out the responsibilities of watching it. Yeah, right. Way too much. We have a right. nine thousand streaming services. There's a new show coming out every week. It's too much. I love TV more than anyone. I love watching TV, and there's like at least like. 80 shows that I'm interested in that I just don't have the time to watch. Right. And that doesn't even include uh, daily shows. That doesn't even include documentaries or, or TV specials. You know, exactly. like it's all these, all these qualify. All right. So even if you got that much time, you ain't got that much time. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I assume. So that being said, like, for example, do I need to watch Squid Games to know that Squid Games is the most watched show in the history of Netflix? No. But <laughs> if, you, it's the, if you're the most watched show in the history of Netflix, you're probably doing something right. Yes. So automatically a nominee. Yeah. All right. This final season of Insecure ain't even over yet. It's already a nominee for me. Mm-hmm. The Tiger Woods documentary that HBO did in the beginning of the year. I had no idea. I don't think anybody knew about what Tiger's life was going to be like after that documentary. Yeah. But that documentary was so telling of that man. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a big late night talk show guy. And to Mm -hmm. me, Stephen Colbert is the king. I feel like no one did a better job of dealing with the pandemic and dealing and putting on great content on a daily basis with no audience except just his wife. (laughs) <laughs> yeah for months <laughs> than Stephen Colbert and I can't think of anything else on TV artistically that got more that that sparked more discussions than Dave Chappelle's The Closer yes but all that being said and I will say I have not seen the show because I do not have every streaming service mm-hmm. but unless you as they say in these streets, have been living under a rock, I don't see how you can think of 2021 and not think of Ted Lasso. Oh, yes. So to me, Ted Lasso is getting my TV show jammy without me having even watched a second of it because I don't have Apple TV. That's (laughs) how much I believe Ted Lasso really is that big of a deal and that good. So it is like a a preemptive jammy, if that's (laughs) even a thing. It is a premature jammy. Yeah. But yeah. You prematured your jammy. Exactly. But yeah, yes. Ted Lasso, Jason Sudeikis, good job. Yeah. And as someone who does watch Ted Lasso, I can confirm that it's an amazing show. I mean, uh, season one was one of the best first seasons for any comedy show ever, in my opinion. And I've been watching TV for a long time. Almost 40 years I've been watching TV. And it, it was just 
one of the, the, the best pure entertaining first seasons of a show ever. Season two wasn't quite as good, but it was still top notch, like very entertaining. Like it's just like they give you characters that you truly care about. And that's that's something hard to do in today's uh, day and age where you watch a show where you actually care about the characters. You, you want them to succeed. You want them to do well. And Ted Lasso makes you care about the characters. So, yeah, Ted Lasso is an amazing pick. I love that show. Um, some other nominees that I have for best TV show, um, Mayor of Easton, like or East Town, however you pronounce right, it. Right, um, right, that, right. That was a phenomenal showcase, for, phenomenal showcase for Kate Winslet. But the show in general was just amazing. Um, Only Murders in the Building, which has Steve Martin and Martin Short uh, right. um, teaming um, unlikely with uh, Selena Gomez. But it's just a fun, zippy, um, like you know, murder mystery show that also a comedy that's just just like a breeze to watch. Very fun to watch. Um, like I'm a big comic book nerd, so like WandaVision, Loki, uh, we got Hawkeye out right now. They had Captain America Winter. All those shows I was watching and I loved. So those shows automatically got a nomination for me because I'm I'm a comic book nerd. Um, the Underground Railroad, which was on Amazon, mm -hmm. uh, very underrated show. Like that show was fantastic. Um, Midnight Mass, that was an, another Netflix show, which kind of got overshadowed because it came out around the same time as Squid Game. But that show is amazing like the first three episodes are kind of slow but once it gets to episode four it kicks off and it's just um it's a fantastic watch i, I love that show midnight mass um what we do in the shadows which is uh just a ridiculous show about a bunch of vampires living in staten island and it's it's just it's just a hilarious show like you, you gotta watch it you will you will laugh your ass off um oh i'll throw one more in there because i know you're yeah. not gonna pick this i know this is Which not one? your pick the undoing Oh, yes. The Undoing. I love The Undoing. That was yeah. another good show yeah. that came out earlier this year. Uh, my wife, my beautiful wife, Jen and I, we were hooked to that show. We loved it. That's another good one. Um, a, a new show that recently premiered called Yellow Jackets about a, um, a, a woman, a girl soccer team uh, that gets uh, who has a plane crash and they get stranded in the middle of nowhere for years. And now they're trying to navigate life as adults. It's uh, intriguing as hell. Very good show. Um, but ultimately, I had to give my uh, TV show jammy to the show that was the most talked about show of the year. And that's squid game. And yeah. uh, I had to give it to squid game because it just, I, I, it's been a, a while, like, especially in the day. Cause like GK mentioned earlier, there's, there's millions of shows out now, right? We have tons yeah. of streaming services. Nobody, there's no real appointment viewing anymore. Right. Bridgerton. Which yeah, was I the mean, which was the most watched show in the history of Netflix before Squid Game? Yes, Bridgerton like like had it, but there's people that I I talked to that did not watch Bridgerton that were not into Bridgerton. Like even though it was a phenomenal success, tons of people were watching it. There were some people that that just were not into Bridgerton. Um, yes, and I bet you those people were very sexually deprived during this <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> most likely, yes. I um, burn but, for you. Sorry, <laughs> but yes, yeah, so that. It, like Bridgerton was a huge hit and Netflix has had other huge hits in the past. Like, you know, when they had Orange is the New Black, they had a bunch of other shows that have done very well. And there's been other shows that have done well recently, but it's been a while since I've seen a show that just took over like the public consciousness, like Squid Game. It was everywhere. Like everyone was trying to do that challenge with the cookie. Everybody was talking about like, you know, um, like, you know, the oh, people, that's what that was. Yeah, it, it that's was what that was about. Okay, it was from Squid I mean, Game. You gotta watch right. it. It's like it's it's like it's like four genres like just mixed into one. It's like uh, a horror, thriller, like comedy, action. It's like everything. 
Like Squid Game just has a little bit of everything for everyone. And I think that's why it took off the way it did, you know, because when I first heard about it, uh, I was talking to a colleague at work who was like, hey, you got to watch this uh, show called Squid Game. And I was like, what the hell are you talking about, Squid Game? And he's like, no, trust me. It's on Netflix. It's really good. He said, trust me, you're going to like it. And uh, me and Jen started watching it and immediately we were hooked. Like from the first episode, we were hooked. So it's like, I knew that this was going to be a good series and it wound up being a, a great series and it, it took over the world. It was everywhere. So yeah, that's why I got to give my 2021 jammy TV show to Squid Game. Any thoughts about my Squid Game pick? My first son needed water real bad, but you were flowing. <laughs> my pick made you so thirsty. For yeah, 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 yeah. I take the he I take the headphones off, son. So I was like, all right. I was like, it's it's just him and the people. He got it. <laughs> you got so excited about my pick, you had to go quench your thirst because it was such a phenomenal pick. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. But yeah, so Squid Game, my 2021 uh, TV show jamming of the year uh let's 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 get into the next topic so let's do let's do sports moment what was the best sports moment of 2021 to you gk what do you think was the greatest sports moment that happened this past year i definitely think this is the year that we're not going to agree on anything that's that's <laughs> yeah. that's what i think um yeah. <laughs> all right some uh some quick nominations here um Bro, I can't believe Messi left Barcelona. I can't. That's yeah. still like that. That's more trippy than Brady leaving the Patriots. Mm -hmm. Maybe as trippy as Jordan playing for the Wizards. Maybe. Yeah. But, Close. Yeah, but I, I can't believe because Messi's been with FC Barcelona since he was what fourteen. Yes, he Dog. is Barcelona. Yeah, that's that was so that's tricky. It's still weird to me seeing him play with PSG. I was watching the game yesterday, and I was like, this is still weird to me. And they're like, right. what, like 11, 12 games into the season? It's still very weird. Right. And for those of you who still don't understand why football and soccer is the most popular sport in the world, just Google the highest paid athletes in the world. If you're not a football follower, then you'll be surprised on how much of this top 10 list, Messi and Ronaldo, how high they are every year Yep. in a team sport. <laughs> yes, they make more than LeBron. Yes, they make more than every other team sport athlete you can think of. Yep. All right. So let's throw it out there. Um, I am a fan of boxing. I am a fan of the sweet science. Mm -hmm. I will choose a great boxing match over a great UFC match. Yes. I just would. And for the first time in decades... Boxing is finally doing something right, unifying the heavyweight division. Mm -hmm. They're finally on their way there. They're just yeah. one fight away. Yeah. But, but Fury Wilder 3, that third fight was just a brutal show of skill and will. I, 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 I cannot believe... I cannot believe Deontay Wilder broke his right hand in the fifth round, got up to 240 pounds, and he's barely 200 pounds soaking wet. 
but he had to do that to compete with a six eight over three hundred pound on a on a normal day. Tyson Fury. Mm-hmm. Deontay Wilder only has one punch, that right hand. He broke his right hand half- halfway through the fight and did not go down for the count until the 11th round out of 12. Mm-hmm. If you haven't watched it, okay, but just my description alone should be like, yo, that that dude is a warrior. Yeah. And that's it, you know? I got that. And of course, come on, man. Come on. The Knicks fans took over the streets of New York and caused traffic for almost 12 hours after we won one playoff game. We won one. We didn't win the championship. We won one, one playoff game. game. One. Yeah. One. Yep. And we took over the streets. So all you Brooklyn Nets fans and people just don't understand why this is a Knicks town. That one win, our first, our first playoff win in eight years, you saw it. If the Knicks ever won a championship – New York would shut down. Dog. Like, dog. Literally. Take your Yankees parade. Take your Giants parade. Combine it with a West Indian Day parade. That's what you'll get. (laughs) Yes. Like, this is why I always say, like, and I'm not saying this being biased as a Knicks fan. I'm saying this because this is the truth. There is no more passionate, crazy, uh, like, you know, uh, version of fans. In, the, in America, I'm not going to say the world because soccer fans are like next level crazy, like I've said before. Yes. But in America, there are no greater fans than Knicks fans. There just aren't. Cowboy fans, get out of here. No, not even close. Yankee How are they fans, America's team? I don't understand. Yeah, it, Why exactly. are they still called that? Yeah, I don't know because no one even likes the Cowboys. So I don't understand how they're called America's team. But yeah, like Yankee fans, and I'm a Yankee fan, but no. Red Sox fans, like uh, Lakers, like who, what, name any other professional sports team in America. And I promise you that their fan base is nowhere near as insane and crazed as Knicks fans. Like mm-hmm. Knicks fans, whenever the Knicks are doing well, and, and even, and if, don't take our word for it, just talk to, to, to other NBA players who say their, fair, their favorite place to play in the world is Madison Square Garden at a Knicks game. Because they know that the fans are going to be the most knowledgeable and crazy fans and the atmosphere is, is next level. Like, when I watched that playoff game last year, uh, well, earlier this year, when they beat the Hawks, like, there was not a more raucous crowd that you'll see in any other professional uh, sports than in that, that building. When the Knicks are good and Madison Square Garden is rocking, it's the, the, the best fan experience in, in all of sports. Period. And that, it's not, I say that it's not called the world's most famous arena by accident. That's not no. That's not just a slogan. It's not called the mecca, you know, to 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 sell some shirts or to to do some memes. Like no, like that's truly what watching the New York Knicks at Madison Square Garden is. Yes, it's, there's it's nothing just, else like it. It's, it's nothing. Not, if you like if you've never been to a Knicks game, and I've gone to Knicks games when the Knicks were atrocious, when they were no good, and the Garden was still rocking. It all all Knicks fans need. It's a competitive game. That's it. You give us a competitive game, a competitive team, even if we're losing, we're going to be rocking and, and loyal. Even when the Knicks are awful, it's still hard to get Knicks tickets because Knicks fans are loyal like that. So, yes, like, uh, I mean, your, your pick for uh, best. But that's not my sports game. moment, believe it or not. Oh, it's that's not? not my, no, it's not oh, my sports moment. That's my, that no, that's my, that's my runner up. Oh, wow. Now, because now my sports moment involves the world. Now I'm very curious what your uh, number one pick is. Yes, I acknowledge I, that I acknowledge that New York is the greatest city in the world, but it's not the world. 
Okay. All right. Even I acknowledge that just to show you how biased, how unbiased and fair we are. Yeah. All right. We're real journalists, man. Yes. No. The sports moment of the year, okay, happened on the biggest stage. The Olympics happened. Mm-hmm. The Olympics happened. And then there was there's all these controversies and questions about what are they allowed to do? What are they allowed to protest? They're not allowed to sleep on beds. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, <laughs> like who they're not gonna have spectators there. Is COVID gonna cancel it before or during? Yes. You know, we had all these things, you know. Uh you know, uh, Simone Biles got the twisties, mm-hmm. you know, and cited mental health not to drop out. Naomi Osaka lit the torch in Tokyo and then yeah. dropped out. Yes. Citing mental health. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of a lot of things happened during those Olympics, man. Um, I mean, just to name a few. I mean, come on, like Allison Felix, fifth Olympics. Mm-hmm. Eleventh yep. medal, the most mm-hmm. decorated track athlete of all time in the U.S. Alex and Felix, boom, mm-hmm. she did that. Sue Bird, Diana Taurasi, five Olympics, five gold medals. Even people like Sifan Hassan, Netherlands, tripped and fell during the fifteen hundred meters, got up and still took first place. Then mm-hmm. the gold. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Tamira, Ma- Tamira Mensa Stock, USA, first black woman to win gold in wrestling. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hidalin Diaz, Philippines has over 108 million people. She is the first ever to get a gold medal in the entire country in weightlifting. Amazing. Quan Hong Chan, China, two perfect tens in diving. She's only 14 years old. Wow. And that's just some of the stories. But the story of the Olympics always goes back to the old school, man. It is Elaine Thompson Hera. And the Jamaican women's track team. Yep. Period. 100 meters, yep. clean sweep. She did the double-double. Mm-hmm. She has the fa- She's now the fastest woman in the world and shut Shikari Richardson's ass up. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, all you Shikari Richardson fans, fine. Unfair, cool. We understand that. All right? Yep. It's a dumb rule that yep. got her disqualified after she qualified for the Olympics. But I'm yep. telling you right now, because you saw it in the races after the Olympics. If yep. she had raced against Jamaica and Tokyo, she would have gotten dusted. Yes. The times do not lie. She's not fast enough to keep up with us. Yes. Period. And uh, yeah, and I, I don't think people realize what they're witnessing with this women's Jamaican team is an era of dominance that hasn't really ever been seen in track and field before. It's they... The Jamaican women are so far ahead of all the other uh, female sprinters in the world, and it's not even close, that Shikari Richardson was like the America's great hope, right? They're like, oh, this is the, this is the girl that can compete with the Jamaicans. But it, it, like, once I saw that race, even that race where she like, you know, did so well to qualify before that BS where they disqualified her, because I, I don't agree with them not allowing her to run. She should have been able to run. But let's not fool ourselves. Even if she had run, she would have been smoked. It wouldn't yes. have even been close. And you saw it afterwards, and they tried to, you know, cite, you know, a million different reasons why she lost so poorly. It doesn't matter. She she would not have been on that podium. She came okay. in last. She came she in talked last. All, she talked all that talk before the Olympics and during, and then the first race against them, she came in last. Yes. Because it's just, they, they the Jamaican women are on a different level. 
and we have to appreciate them while they are here because you are seeing an era of dominance that like you know what we witnessed with Usain Bolt with like Usain Bolt is is probably going to be the greatest sprinter of all time he he already is that like and he's probably going to hold that title for a very long time like I don't know if there's going to be anyone at least in our lifetime that's going to be able to come close to the records that he accomplished and the thing is that what you're seeing with the Jamaican women is the same thing they're they're doing something that's amazing and it needs to be appreciated because you know, everyone's looking for who's going to take out the Jamaican women. Nobody, because they're the best in the world, and it's not close. Oh, we're still not, still not close. I mean, shout out to Elaine Thompson. She just, she was just named Female Athlete of the Year. Mm-hmm. Female Athlete of the Year. Let me get my, let me get my source right. Let me, let me put some proper respect on her name. But by the. Right, Female Athlete of the Year at the World Athletes Awards. Mm-hmm. So let me just make sure we put that in there. And yeah, man, Ale- right. And we thought, and I remember, I said Elaine Thompson era, mm-hmm. not Shelly Ann Fraser Price, who's mm-hmm. also still on it. Yes. So basically, Shelly Ann Fraser Price is the best female sprinter of all time until Elaine Thompson era came up and took it to the next level this year, which means we're only growing. Yep, exactly. Which- and if you Google it, you know, if you Google it, the first thing that comes up, the first thing that comes up isn't isn't how good the Jamaicans are. It's asking the question, why are Jamaicans so good at track? <laughs> People still trying to question our queens, bro. Yeah. It's like when it comes to like, you know, shout out to Sharika Jackson, too. Let me throw her in yeah, there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, when it comes to like, you know, uh, short distance sprinting. Like the Jamaican women have that on lock. Where the, the best, yeah, the, we the, the best. best. The, exactly, Period. the best of the best. Where mm-hmm. the where the American women have hope is is more in the, the long distance running. When, like you know, when you have you know people like uh, Sydney McLaughlin and Dayla Muhammad and Athing Mew, you you have like you know the the people in the four hundred, the eight hundred. That's where America has been really good, and that's where they can. But when it comes to the sprinting, that's J- Jamaica all day. At least with the women, like with the, on the Jamaican men's side, it's like, you know, I mean, the men's field is wide open now, you know, like everyone in the world has a chance because uh, the Jamaican men haven't found that next great hope and neither have the American men. So that's why uh, the, the world is 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 like, you know, is, is uh, being able to compete in the men's uh, 100 meter. But when it comes to the women's 100 meter, women's 200 meter, that's Jamaica. Right, but you ever notice, and this is my last point before we move on to yours, because I guess this took up a little too much time. <laughs> um, we say this every time, and it's fact, get at us. There is pound for pound, there's no more influential country in the world than Jamaica. Yeah, it's true. Challenge me to find another another country, a tiny island, a third world country with around a million people, maybe. Mm-hmm. And we have this much impact on the world, yeah. culturally and athletically. Come on, yes. not touch this. But you ever notice that whenever they lose in long distance running to Kenya, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, that should happen. But yeah. when the Jamaicans keep winning, nah, they cheating. Exactly. There's something in those yams. <laughs> what are yams? <laughs> they That's them for yams. They don't understand until they taste it and they go, oh, yes. <laughs> like this, this is something, this is something special. These yams are special. This green banana is special. Mm-hmm. Like, the, like the food is, and that's, I mean, like you touched upon, man, like 
Jamaica is so influential in so many aspects of culture, whether it be sports, whether it be music, whether it be food. There's so much Jamaican food that has inspired um, other uh, countries and the food that they make. It's, it's just, like you said, there's probably no, like pound for pound, no other more influential country than Jamaica. And it's like you mentioned on a previous podcast, hip hop is derivative of the music that came out of Jamaica. And hip hop's the biggest music in the world right now. Right. And just because you listen to one Bob Marley album, don't say that you're a Rasta. I mean, and, <laughs> and you can smoke weed if you want to. Yes. Well, that's fine. But when you start turning your thin hair into braids, thinking they dreadlocks and putting red, green, and gold beads in them, nah. <laughs> don't do that. Right. Do not anyway, do that. Moving on. All right. So that's right, my yes. that's getting my sports moment of the year. Jamie, the Jamaican women's track team. Bless yes. up. All right. I mean, that's uh, a fantastic pick. You can't really go wrong with that. Also, your your runner-up was a great pick. That's that's one of the best uh, fights I've seen in years. And I we need more of that. We need more legitimate great boxing and less of this uh, Jake Paul fighting random celebrities nonsense. We need less of that and more real competitive heavy-hitting boxing. Because like, you know, like you said, GK, I'm a huge fan of boxing. Um, I do like UFC. I appreciate it. I think it's fun. But there's nothing better than a good, great boxing match, like where two guys are just going mano y mano and just beating the crap out of you. It's like th- that's the sweet science, as they call it. That's that's the best. So right. I, I especially I, heavyweights, heavyweights. I'm yeah, telling you, heavyweights exactly. make all the difference. No disrespect, to Floyd Mayweather, or you know who's carried the who's carried the whole boxing game for twenty for like almost twenty years. No disrespect yes. to him, but I'm just saying, exactly. heavy. There's heavyweights, man. Yeah, because if if we're being honest, it's like, yes, Floyd Mayweather is like one of the, the greatest boxers of all time, but his fights are boring. It, it, they are they are boring, counter-based, like uh, try to get points. Like that's how he boxes, and it's boring. I miss hard, heavyweight, uh, like, you know, like hard-hitting boxing where it was like you would see knockouts, like you would see – you know, whatever. You're not waiting for the twelfth round just to win on points. Like oh. people legitimately trying to knock each other out. That's yeah. and this that's fight had seven more. knockdowns, my dude. Seven. Yes, and so that's why that's why it's one of the most entertaining fights of of like yeah. in many years. I like yeah. at, at least in the past five years, one of the most entertaining fights. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I agree with you on that. My uh, sports moment, Jammy of the year. Um, I had to give it, and this is a begrudging one that I have to give. Because I do not like this person. They have tormented my favorite football team for decades. <laughs> they have, this man has destroyed my, my, my dreams uh, on more than one occasion as a suffering Jets fan. Like in, in the brief moments when the Jets in the mid 2000s and, 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 and uh, 2010s were actually good and actually looked like they could actually win a Super Bowl and and do something. This man was always standing in their way to to knock them down. But I so I and that man is Tom Brady. So I have to begrudgingly give him the 2021 Sports Moment Jammy of the Year for beating the Kansas City Chiefs on a new team. Because remember, the knock on Brady, everyone said is that he he was just a product of Bill Belichick. Oh, he only won because of Bill Belichick, the greatest coach of all time. Everyone considers Bill Belichick, the greatest football coach of all time. And everyone would say, Tom Brady only won because of Belichick. So Tom Brady said, oh, word? All right, I'm going to go to this other team 
and I'm going to lead them to the Super Bowl, and I'm going to win. And I'm going to beat this upstart uh, quarterback, this Patrick Mahomes guy that everyone's saying is replacing me, who everyone is saying is going to be the, the next greatest quarterback ever, who's going to surpass me as the greatest quarterback ever. I'm going to beat him uh, in my 40s. And that's exactly what he did. And that's that that's true goat shit. That is like you, 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 to, to be near the tail end of your career when everyone's counting you out and everyone says you can't do it anymore. And not only do you do it, but you beat the person that you that everyone's saying is going to replace you. That's that's amazing. So that's why I have to give my uh, 2021 sports moment jammy to uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady for him winning his seventh Super Bowl ring. It's just, it's it's amazing. Hate love him or hate him, you got to respect the guy. You know what? I'm not mad at that. And see, I'm mad at how. So yes, yeah, a record seventh Super Bowl win. Now, first, do not compare him to other sports. Yes, Michael Jordan has six. He has seven. So that means Brady's the goat of sports. No, I'm not going there. But I will say that he is now the unquestioned goat of America's top sport. Yes. Because no one's winning seven. And look, even if you do, right? And let's just like, okay, so people think that Patrick Mahomes is is next in line, right? Mm -hmm. Brady, at 44 years old, has already put an end to that argument because he's beaten Mahomes twice. Yep. Including a Super Bowl. And this is prime, just won a championship and MVP Mahomes. Mm-hmm. And Brady beat him at 44 years old. So, bro, it's a wrap. He's the he, he's the GOAT. Yep. Period. Yeah. It doesn't exactly. matter what it doesn't matter what Mahomes does at this point. You lost exactly. to him twice. It's it. Exactly. And that's like he cemented his legacy because it was like, I mean, I feel like there shouldn't have been any question after six Super Bowl rings, but it was all the like every bit of criticism that the naysayers had. Oh, he only won because of Belichick. Oh, if you put him on another team, he would he would be a system court. He would lose. He wouldn't even get to the playoffs. Patrick Mahomes is going to be better than him. Like, you know, uh, like all these criticisms that everyone had, Brady took them and he flung them back right in their face. And he says, I'm going to go to another team. I'm going to lead this team to the Super Bowl. And I'm going to beat the guy that you guys are, are saying is going to be better than me. He did all of it in one foul swoop and cemented his legacy as, as easily. I feel like it's, it's, it's not even a debate anymore. There's no, you know, in, in like, you know, now we have this debate with like, who's the, the, the greatest basketball player of all time? Is it, is it Michael Jordan or is it LeBron James? And you have people on both sides, right? Like, I, I personally am a Michael Jordan guy, not just because I grew up with him, just because there, no one dominated the way that Michael Jordan did. Like, LeBron James is great, don't get me wrong. And he's, like, to me, the number two greatest basketball player of all time. But growing up and watching what Michael Jordan did to the opponents, he destroyed them. He, it, 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 his mentality was second to none. So that's why I feel like he will. he's the GOAT. But I can understand people's debate. I can understand people mentioning LeBron James and whatever, because to go to eight finals, like, you know, eight, eight straight years to like, you know, have, uh, what is he up to now? Four rings. Like, you know, you, you can see the, the argument, but when it comes to football, there is no argument. Tom Brady's the best of all time. There is no argument. It's not even close. There's nobody you can mention that even comes remotely close to what Tom Brady has achieved. So that's why I feel like him winning the Super Bowl this year cemented his legacy as the greatest of all time when it comes to football yeah man i mean that's the thing about sports man for people who don't get sports or why why sports is such big business 
try looking at it from this angle. And this is and this is yeah. Sports usually is what we is what we want and hope society to be. Meritocracy. Yeah. You win if you're the best. You win if you perform better than the other person who wants what you want. Mm -hmm. It's that simple. And everybody can relate to that. But not everybody can relate to that on the scale and the stakes that these athletes have to perform and play with every damn day. Mm -hmm. This is And this is their lives and their livelihoods. When they mess up or they don't do something perfect or something to your liking, they have to go to press conferences and answer to it. And when they're not in public view, when they're in private, they still have to hear it from social media, from da-da-da. They can't hide. They can't escape it. That's the life. That's that's what their lives are. So imagine the pressure you got. I, good thing my mom's not here because my mom's a physician. Mm -hmm. So once she brings up the whole like life and death thing, I have to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> like, I always play hurt and sick. I'm like, I know. <laughs> I save lives. I'm like, damn it, I know. But yeah, <laughs> right. But even she can go to a Nick game and be like, ah, man, that's rough. Yeah. You know, so just 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 look at it from that angle. Mm -hmm. Right. But yeah, Tom Brady's a good. Now, I would rather have Joe Montana as my quarterback if I'm like trying to win yeah. the game. But, you know, that these are whole other podcast topics. All right. We got yeah. two jammies in. OK, we so two. we got we got two in. Let's let's get to the next topic. Next topic. Let's do. Damn, you fell off. Oh, you're going with my favorite one right now? All right. Yeah, we're, we're, we're doing that in part one. We get right to the, oh, damn, you fell off. Like, um, who was, like, the, on the top of the world? Everything was going great for them, but 2021 just knocked them completely out. Who is your damn, you fell off, Jamie going to? Look, folks, every year we low-key slash very high-key love this category. Because this <laughs> yeah. is just, like... This is everything, hateration and holleration in this dancery. All right. <laughs> this is just this is just where we where we properly acknowledge everybody who done fell off this year. Everybody who just did dumb or did dirty and just dumb got dumped on. Mm -hmm. And they can't even blame nobody. Yep. You know what I'm saying? You. Exactly. Oh, this is so good. Let me give a let me give some examples in there. Oh man. Oh man. <laughs> uh how about both A-Rods? Damn. Damn. How about your boy Alex Rodriguez letting J Lo slip from him and go back to Ben Affleck? <laughs> that is that's rough. <laughs> that's, Yo. Can you imagine like have like you know seeing your ex on TV with their ex and like in love and kissing and public displays of affection everywhere? Like after you were just planning a life with that person? Damn, that's rough. And your boy Aaron Rodgers? Ooh. Are you vaccinated? Ooh. Yeah, I'm immunized, bruh. <laughs> and then sounding like uh, every uh, commentator on a Fox News board, like the woke media is trying to fort. Like I was just like, no, dude, what are you doing? You lost your State Farm. You were the State Farm guy. Now you're done. You were sponsored by hospitals. How you you were guest hosting hospitals? Jeopardy. Yes, you were just did you Jeopardy. did you really think you were going to be the permanent host of Jeopardy? Oh my god, yo, my other fall off, Mike Richards. Bro, bro, for those who don't know, again, salute to the greatest TV game show host of all time, Alex Trebek. Mm -hmm. But when he passed away, they had to replace him with a new host, which is a huge responsibility, Yep. which ABC wants to take their time with. So they did a trial run with a lot of guests hosts. 
Aaron Rodgers being one of them. The people clearly made their choice. They wanted LeVar Burton. Yes. But executive producer Mike Richards decided, you know what? I'm going to name Blossom, and then I'm going to name myself <laughs> as the new host. Yes. Well, he shouldn't have done did that, because once he did that, Twitter and the internet is undefeated, and they dug up all his old stuff. Yep. And they were like, nah, boss. <laughs> and then he still tried to host anyway. Yep. And said, you know what? I will step down from being host. I'll just be executive producer. And then ABC was like, nope, this is too hot. You out. Yep. You completely out. You messed up. If you would just shut up and just let LeVar Burton be the host like everybody wanted, then you would have kept your job. You would have been perfectly fine. All your previous scandals would not have come to light. But because you wanted to deal in nepotism and say, oh, I, I want to be the host, I think I'd be a perfect host for this. Nah, son, now you out. Now you lost two jobs. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying, bro. And on that same plane, ABC. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, this, this is probably not going to help me when I audition for their shows. <laughs> I mean, I, already, I auditioned for their shows, so you know this might not help me. But um, I've already been on record on this one time, and the New York City Marathon was back. I was, I was glad to be uh, one of the announcers at the finish line of the New York City Marathon, the 50th anniversary. It was... It was one of the highlights of my year, mm -hmm. except for when the Black Bachelor came through. Yo, man, how are you going to finally have a Black Bachelor and that's the season you gave us? And then on top of that, you want to talk about you fell off? Chris Harrison might have had the cushiest, best TV job out there. Yes. But that dude just said a little too much trying to defend the girl that the Black Bachelor picked for being seen at plantation parties. And then had the nerve, and then had the nerve while being interviewed by the black bachelorette, who was previously a lawyer, telling her like, "Yeah, you mad now, but would this be so bad two years ago?" <laughs> out. You lost the cushiest job in TV. You yes. out. And it's just like, and that no season was that. whack. And that yeah. season was whack. This this dude knew that he, this dude found out about those pictures after he picked her, <laughs> and then had to answer for picking her. And then was like, yeah, I can't be with you because you got to do the work. And then <laughs> Memorial Day, like four weeks later, I'm walking down Williamsburg to Brooklyn Bridge Park. And then I see both of them on matching scooters riding around with each other. Then I see her waiting for him to cross the finish line because he ran the marathon. No one does the work that fast. No, not at all. Yeah, man. Fall off all around. Some <laughs> other ones. Shikari, we touched on that. The yes. baby needs no explaining. Ooh, yes. Um. The Oscars 2021. How are you going to shift the format for like the first time in the history of the Oscars by making the last category not best movie, but best actor to not give it to Chadwick Boseman? Get yes. out of here. Get out of my face. <laughs> to give it to someone who wasn't even present. Didn't even yeah, show man. up for the show. Yeah, man. We got so many, so many nominees this year. Celebs who openly and proudly talk about they don't bathe or shower every day. What? Yes. What is that? Come on, Wash man. Ass, people. Come on, doing? man. The Super League. What a dumbass idea the Super League was. Oh, my God. That was a mess. Dog. What? Yo. Again, football, soccer, most popular sport in the world. Manchester United, AC Milan. Like, all of these power teams decided, you know what? Let's pull out of the league and start our own league. <laughs> the fans won't get mad. <laughs> the fans, soccer, which is, like, one of the most traditional sports where they literally, like, will still say chants from, like, 50, 60, 70 years ago, steeped in tradition. 
Yeah, yeah let's, let's pull out of the Champions League, which every major soccer team in the world wants to be a part of, and, and form this new BS league that has no tradition. Dumb. You know what they say? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. Dumb. That's one of those rare times where the fans were right. They were, they, were right to, they were right to storm the capitals of their teams in their country. They were actually right to do it. They're actually right to take over the hotels that the teams were staying at to make it impossible for them to even leave the hotel to get to the field to play. All right? Come on, man. So Derek Jackson? Yo, oh, man. No. And he's not even a celeb, bro. How are you going to be a relationship expert? How are you going to have girls sending me videos of you preaching when you're wearing a tank top, sitting in the front seat of your car, acting like you're not looking suspicious? And then months later, find out you cheating on your wife. Get out of here, bro. Come on, man. Yo. And then you gotta, then you gotta force her to go on camera with you wearing a bonnet, bro. Uh, oh, bro. Oh, it was so bad. Dog. He made his wife look worse than Jada's been making Will look, man. When Jada be talking, he, she's not making him look good, bro. <laughs> all right, we'll, we'll we'll get to that later. All right, and these are all nominees. These aren't even my number one fall offs. Yeah, Are you ready for my damn you fell off, Jamie? Are you ready for this? I'm ready. And I love this because it includes someone that you gave your MVP to. <laughs> you gave this person man of the year. You, yeah. named, you named him a hero, especially. <laughs> and a lot of women loved this dude. Yes. This dude is middle-aged with a nipple ring and love this dude. Yes. Cuomosexuals. Take your lickings now because both Cuomos fell off. Your both. boy, former Governor Cuomo, fell off, and then his brother Chris got fired for trying to protect his ass after he fell off. Damn. And during the fall off, all you Cuomo sexuals and all you Cuomos, you fell off hard. <laughs> yes. You are getting you so deserving of this jammy. Now, keep in mind, Chris Cuomo, look. If family's in trouble, I'm protecting you too. Mm -hmm. But I'm not using CNN's resources to protect you. Then getting fired yourself for sexual misconduct allegations. Exactly. That's the difference. Yes. I'll help you craft a speech, mm -hmm. but I'm not going to use CNN's budget and resources to help you bury metaphorical bodies or find out some stuff about people who got it in for you. I'm not doing, we're not going that far. No. I understand family first. But yeah, you can get this family first jammy. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Like, uh, so I'm I'm a hundred percent in agreement with you. I mean, I had some other nominees, like you know, like you mentioned, Shakari Richardson, the baby. They both fell off bad this year. But there's no one else who could get the damn you fell off jammy more so than the Cuomo brothers. It's just like it's it's like you said, GK. I gave this man. My MVP last year, I raved about him. I said, this is what leadership looks like. <laughs> this is what a leader is supposed to do. The way that he handled the pandemic. This, this, this is the man that should be running the country. Not at that time who we had Trump who was who was saying that the vaccine the, the the virus was a hoax and you know all this. I was like, that's inefficient leadership. We have a true leader leading New York. Here's my MVP award. And then the man gets, you're sexually harassing people. You're touching people without their consent. You, you, what are you doing? What's wrong with you? Quick, quick PSA to any man that's listening to this right now. 
It is never okay, ever, to touch women without their consent, ever. It just isn't. And the thing is, all these, like, oh, well, I'm a touchy-feely person. That doesn't mean that everyone else is. And I understand where these women are coming from because I am not a touchy-feely person. I do not like being touched. If someone just randomly came up to me and started touching me, I'd be like, what are you doing? Why are you hugging me, person I barely know or coworker? If my boss came up to me and just started hugging me and, and remarking about how good I look, I would be very uncomfortable. So anyone who's trying to defend him, no, you're wrong. That's not normal behavior. That's weird. And like GK said, his brother, like, yes, you, you do anything for, for, for your family. You love your family. You want to protect them. But you don't jeopardize your job, man. You could have wrote a speech for him. You could have said, hey, hey, bro, this is looking bad for you. But maybe if you do this or that, it'll kind of ease the blow. But you don't use your job resource. You don't like, come on, dude, what were you doing? You had the number one show on CNN. Now you ain't got no job. All because you were trying to protect your creepy ass brother. So, yes, it couldn't go to anyone else to go from the MVP jammy to the damn you fell off jammy. Oh, Cuomo brothers. Damn, y'all fell off. In less than a year, bro. In, like, yes. I mean, how do you year. feel? You gave him your MVP jammy. I didn't. That's what I'm saying. I'm so, I, listen, the level of disappointment that, that, that is, is, it's like, I'm even more disappointed at this than when Kanye West, my, my favorite hip hop producer of all time, said slavery was a choice. And I was just like, I said, what? What did Kanye say? No, he did not say that. I was I was more flabbergasted and distraught about this than that because it was just like wh why would you ever think this that your behavior is acceptable, sir? And I I don't I I'll never understand men like this. I'll never understand people like this. It's just it's not acceptable behavior. Don't touch people that you barely know or that you work with. Don't act creepy towards them. Don't flirt with them. Be a professional. Just don't. Just don't. Especially if you're married. But in general, just don't. It's not acceptable behavior in a civilized society. Women should be able to go to work without feeling uh, their male bosses being creepy towards them. And same thing, like cause you, women can be creeps too. So, so women don't be creepy towards men either. Just let's respect each other's boundaries. Like, you know, if people like each other, you know, it, let it happen organically. Don't be a weirdo about it. So yes, damn, 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 they fell off. Damn, I'm so mad at him. Man, hey, you know what they say? Don't meet your heroes. Yes. But also, you know what it made even better? When the allegations like came to light, first of all, the only reason why this happened is because, was it the new district attorney, a journal attorney? Mm -hmm. Was a woman, but she wasn't part of the old boys club. Yeah. Like, Cuomo was in that position. So was Anthony Weiner. Mm. So, like, these were the previous dudes in that position. So no one was going to get clocked for anything sexual harassment while they were in that position. What's going to happen? Yeah. But no. So they had it out for him. Mm -hmm. So like that part's true. Yeah. But when these allegations came on, was he like, oh, I'm sorry. No, he fought it. This dude <laughs> came. This dude, <laughs> this dude put his resources, his best face, and he looked dead into the camera and didn't apologize for nothing. The Not best part about that was this dude was like, hey. I come from a culture where I kiss everybody. <laughs> I kiss him on the forehead. I kiss him on the cheek. I kiss him on the left jawbone cleft. And then had like a 20 minute long slideshow, picture slideshow, like he was at a bar mitzvah. 
of all these different people, young and young at heart, all these different races, religions, and creeds of him kissing them. Yeah. <laughs> he Which, doubled down. Yes. Like, like that is not acceptable. You don't get to say, oh, in my family, we can. Okay, that's your, your, your weird ass family. Like, that doesn't mean you can just do that to anybody you want to. You, you can't just go around kissing people with, without their consent, you weirdo. Bro, you are a G slash feel. That's, that's some extra level of privilege slash I'm above the law stuff that I saw. <laughs> I, I actually kind of respected that. <laughs> that he really that's believed to that degree that he was going to be just be in front of the world and just say that bold yeah. faced. The and then when he finally was forced to resign for Uncle Joe to be like, yeah, it's time. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, this is like, this is really bad. You're yeah. making us look really bad out here. You got. I go. actually, and in that speech, when you know his resignation speech, I actually do agree with one thing he said. Mm -hmm. I agree in the sense that he was saying, "I apologize. I had no idea to the degree that the line has been." So I'm thinking, "Oh wow, he's about to really be remorseful. Okay, he's about to really come off as you know empathetic and changed." No. Mm -hmm. He said, I had no idea the degree the line has been redrawn. <laughs> redrawn. Which is, which is just such a... like. But a, he's a, right. A... No, he's right. Yeah. He's right. But the lines have to be redrawn. Yes. And right. also, it's, it's like, you know, with, with the whole Me Too movement, with everything that's gone on in, in, in the last few years, it's like, why would you think that it wouldn't be redrawn? Why would you think that that society was still because because some of the allegations were recent. It wasn't like this was something that happened 25 years ago and it just recently got brought up. He was recently doing this to recent people who worked for him. So it's like you were still participating in this activity, even when like other people you knew of were getting busted and losing their job because the, the behavior wasn't acceptable anymore. But you thought that you were an exception to the rule, to the new rule. Like the paint is still, the cement is still drying on the new rules, especially yeah. if you're in a position of power. Yeah. Like you want to hear a hot take? Mm -hmm. If you are in a position of power and you are, and you're like above the, if you're around or above the age of 65, 70, mm -hmm. a good percentage, probably more than half have done something that is probably a no, no under these new rules. Yeah. That's not to call anybody out. It's just tell people to wake up. The lines, they're still in the midst of being redrawn and it's overdue. Yeah, of course. And now I do agree there's going to be some overcorrections along the way, which always happens. Yeah. Which means there's going to be some stray casualties that just get caught in the crossfire. Mm -hmm. And and the lines have not been set yet, so people don't know how to adhere to it. So it's going to take a lot of trial and error and people still getting it wrong until it's fully defined, clearly defined. Yeah. Because I still believe, hot take, that there's a difference between the the Weinsteins and the Bill Cosby's of the world mm -hmm. and the R. Kelly's of the world mm -hmm. than the Aziz Ansari's of the world yes. and people who just don't have game. Or if the other person was actually attracted to you, it wouldn't be harassment. Yes. It would be seen as it would be seen as cute, flirty, persistent. Yes, exactly. And I'll, I'll go uh, one step further and I'll say the whole Aziz Ansari thing was nonsense because right. the, the fact that they canceled this man over the fact that a woman said that she willingly went back to his apartment, willingly had sex with him, but just didn't feel comfortable, but didn't speak up. Like, and when, you know, people pressed her like, oh, well, was he forceful? Did he like, you know, whatever she was like, no, I just didn't feel comfortable, but I didn't want to say no. And it's like, 
but that's on you. It, it, we, we can't get to a point where it's like you can't. It, it's one thing if 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 the man is being aggressive and like you know it, threatening you or making you feel like he's going to hurt you if you don't do anything. Of course, that's a thousand percent wrong, and that man should like you know uh, go to jail and and everything that that comes along with that because that's unacceptable behavior. But if you guys go on a date, he invites you back to his place, you go with him. He wants to have sex with you. You agree, and then midway through the sex. Because his sex game is why. And I felt like that was really the most messed up part about the whole thing with Aziz Ansari. It was basically like this woman said, like, without saying it, like, we started doing something and the sex was whack and I instantly regretted it. That's basically what it was. And it was yeah. like, damn. <laughs> like, it, it wasn't like, you know, she was like, yeah, he, he made me do this. And I felt like threatened. It was more like, yeah, like, you know, I, I didn't feel truly comfortable with it, like, while we started doing something, which was like, aka, once we started doing something, I was like, this is whack. I'm not enjoying this. I, I regret this decision. But the thing is that we all in love, you make bad decisions. You hook up with people you regret hooking up with. That does not make the person you hooked up with uh, a rapist or a sexual predator. It means that you just made a bad decision to sleep with someone when the sex was whack or the connection was bad. That's it. It happens, but you can't go out there ruining people's reputations because you you know you you had a bad sexual experience. It happens, but they can and they are if they're opportunists and think they can get paid. But that's I mean, and that's where we have to start having. Some or think they can go viral, right? or both. Yeah, and and that's where the distinctions need to come into play. Like you said, there's going to be a lot of overcorrections. What happened to Aziz Ansari was nonsense, and he he never should have been uh canceled or been like you know pushed aside based off of of something like that but when you have the the weinsteins the cosby's the r kelly's of the world those are true monsters that need to be locked up and and the, the key needs to be thrown away because they were predatory they use their positions of power to uh prey on people and to, to to threaten them and to do all those those are monsters but going on a date and it ending in sex and the sex being whack is not enough of an excuse to accuse somebody of being a predator. Right. In itself, based on what's reported. We weren't yes. in the room. Let's just throw it out there. But yeah, let's also add, R. Kelly finally did get locked up. Yes. So I, I guess that's, a, that's an official follow-up. But, but you want to add some fall-off to that? How about society for when he, got, for when he fell off? His Spotify listens went up 500%. <laughs> Which is just like, uh, my, my thing is just this, and I, I, can't, I, I can't understand it because like, yes, I will freely admit this. R. Kelly made some of the best R&B songs of all time, right? He did. This is just a fact that I'm saying right now. The, the, the songs are, are, are amazing songs. But since this whole thing happened, and honestly, before this whole thing happened from years ago, I did not listen to any of R. Kelly's songs anymore. Because how can you possibly listen to a song like Bump and Grind or Half on a Baby or whatever, knowing that this man was most likely referring to 14, 15, 16-year-old girls? It's weird. It's creepy. I can't enjoy his music anymore. So I don't understand how people can still listen to his songs. And, and it took forever for radio to understand this. Like even as, 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 as recently as late last year, when he was already locked up in like, you know, whatever, radio stations were still playing R. Kelly songs. And I was just like, how? And it's like they finally got the memo this year, like, oh, maybe playing a song by a, a convicted child molester isn't the best idea. 
and then they stopped playing his music. But it's like, why did it take this long? I mean, let's not forget two documentaries. Yes. That, yeah, let's not forget those. And, dog, he's been calling it in his music since 1994. Yes. Dog, he has a song on his album 12 Play called I Like the Crotch on You, talking about I like them 18 and over, 16 and under. <laughs> God. <laughs> Which is just, like, disturbing on so many levels. Also, let's not forget, the man dressed up as the Pied Piper for years with the whole thing is, like, the, the story of the Pied Piper is he would lure young children in to, to, to assault them. Yes. He was <laughs> telling on himself the whole time. It was like he was literally like flaunting it in people's faces. Like, this is who I am. I'm a creepy child molester, but you still love my music. You still go to dance to step in the name of love at every black function there is. So I can do whatever the hell I want to. And it wasn't until recently that they were, everyone was like, not even everyone, but a good portion of, of, of the world was like, nah, man. No, you 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 need to go to jail, and we need to stop listening to your music. But then there's those other people who just stand by him, and a lot of them are women. That that I think that's the creepiest part of the. A lot of them thing. are grown women, dog. Grown women. He was still know. doing this to grown women in their thirties. They weren't even exactly kids. That, that are still supporting him, and it's like, how can you support a man that was? Oh my God! I mean, that, that, yeah, too long know, of this topic. Too long. Of this too, man, yeah, we could. We are only three week. categories in of the jammies, man. Yeah, we 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 gotta yeah table this because we can literally yeah. go on about this topic for like another hour. So yes, uh, in 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 uh, in summary, but this is part one. This is part yeah, one, right? In yeah. summary, damn, you fell off, uh, Cuomo <laughs> brothers and R. Kelly. You are a, a sick freak who deserves to be in jail. So that's the summary of of everything right there. And to, so we, we still have one more category for part one. Like the, we, we just, we kind of went off on a tangent there with the damn you fell off, but that's okay. This is what we do in the Julian and GK podcast. But now we get to the end of part one and we're going to do the best movie jammy of 2021. So GK, what was, what do you think was the best movie of 2021? When we did the mid-year jammies, I had it as Judas and the Black Messiah. Mm-hmm. But then, but then the award season didn't fully agree with me. Mm-hmm. They agreed with me for the acting performances of my man David Kaluuya, mm-hmm. but they didn't agree on the movie, right? Yeah. But then the movie theaters reopened, yeah. and then we had movies that were challenging people to go back into the theaters, like you know, Fast and Furious Nine came out, you know, the new James Bond came out, mm-hmm. uh, Black Widow came out, then went back in and went out. I don't know that they that was weird. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. You know, Spider-Man No Way Home, despite all these variants, had the second highest opening weekend in box office history. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, Space Jam A New Legacy came out. Hey, you know, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was fun. All right. LeBron's a better actor than MJ. I'm sorry. Yeah, way better. I'm not saying Space Jam 2 is better than the original Space Jam. Especially since they desexified Lola Bunny. What? Yeah, a lot of yeah, a lot of these lines that have been redrawn even affect Space Jam. <laughs> <laughs> uh they finally got they finally got uh yeah 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 oh, gabriel iglesias yeah gabriel Iglesias. yeah yeah he's the voice of speedy gonzalez yes because he's mexican and speedy gonzalez is mexican it took yes. these redrawn lines for that to happen yes. which means for decades that speedy gonzalez you've been hearing <laughs> guess what he looks like in real life <laughs> not mexican yes and it's like people who were like all like oh what does it matter it's just like to have a white dude just making that voice. If you don't think that's racist, people, like you need to, it, it's it's racist. It just is. It's like, because it, that should not happen, you know? It, it's So yeah, like 
we'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Oh, quick side note, Betty Boop, based on a black woman, straight up. Look it up. Yes. Encanto is dope. And then my runner up is the movie that actually did get me back into the theaters for the first time since pre-COVID. Mm -hmm. The first Asian Marvel character, Shang-Chi. Yes, that movie was amazing. Shang-Chi's a damn good movie, bro. Yes. Especially in theaters. Yes, it's phenomenal. Like that's, that's a very underrated uh, movie that I feel like people aren't talking about enough. And I actually um, feel kind of bad for the Asian community because the, the, when we had Black Panther, it was an event, right? Everyone was going to Black Panther. It, every, like Black people showed up, showed out for Black Panther, made it one of the most successful movies of all time. Um, and because that was our moment, that was our you know first major big blockbuster uh, superhero movie. And we went out and we supported it. And I feel like, unfortunately, because of the pandemic, the Asian community didn't get to do that for Shang-Chi. And it's a shame because that movie was phenomenal. It is. And it did, it did do well in the box office, relatively speaking. Yes. But and it's it also even bigger. But also, it, it did hell a lot of streams. Yeah. So you, you got you to gotta factor in both. Like, True. the movie Getting My Jammy did not do as well in the theaters as normally it would have. But it is, but it is the only, it is the most streamed movie on HBO Max. And let me, and let me make sure I, I get, I say this right. Because to me, this is impressive, especially everything we've talked about, people's short attention spans and all these options nowadays that you have to watch anything in real time. Mm -hmm. Not only did this movie do over 700,000 opening weekend, but 100% completion rate on HBO Max its opening weekend. Meaning, meaning 100% of the people who watched it, once they started it, they finished it. All yeah. two hours and 24 minutes. No pauses. They just went start to finish. That movie is King Richard. Yep, yep. It is Venus and Serena's ode to their father, both their parents. Mm -hmm. I believe that I believe that Anjanu Ellis will get a Best Supporting Actress nomination. Yeah, for playing Venus and Serena's mom. Yes. I hope my man John Bernthal gets one mm -hmm. for playing for playing Rick Machi, the tennis coach. Yeah, he was great. But Will Smith, better. This might be his chance. Finally to win that elusive, overdue, coveted Best Actor Oscar. Mm -hmm. He is phenomenal yes. as Richard Williams. Yeah. And yes. this movie, I'm telling you, this movie is for everybody. This movie is such a testament to a family and their faith and their belief in every, all the sacrifice and hardship and work and hours and energy that goes into achieving your wildest dreams and a parent's support of keeping the family together while pushing their kids to be who they want to be. I'm telling you, man, King Richard is a revelation. If you haven't seen it, please do. That is my jammy for best movie of the year. And I hope this time the Academy Awards Committee, the awards committees will finally see the light and agree with me on this one. Give Will Smith, Anjanou Ellis, give them their flowers. Thank you. Next. Yes. I mean, everything you said, uh, I agree with King Richard. Uh, phenomenal, phenomenal movie. It, it was, it, and like you said, Will Smith, if he does not get the Academy Award, like, you know, that it'll be egregious because he, he becomes Richard Williams. Which means I've Jada, stop talking. Jada, <laughs> just, 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 just simmer down. Just simmer down yeah. until Oscar just, season. Yeah, just let happens. him win his Oscar. And let him win his Oscar. And then let his memoir, let his memoir be a bestseller. Yeah. Come on. Don't, don't, don't blow this for him. 
Yes. And then you can go back to telling us about how you, you wish you were Tupac instead. Yes. yes. It's like, just let him win this. And then, uh, and then we can go back to red table talk, yes, just please. table, Thank red you. table talk just Thank for a couple you. of months. So he can Thank finally you. win the Oscar. Thank Soldier. you. But yeah, King Richard, uh, amazing. Like you mentioned, Shang-Chi, another movie that came out recently that was phenomenal. The Harder They Fall, uh, which is a black Western that was on Netflix. It has, you know, Regina King and uh, Jonathan uh, Irons and all these amazing actors and, and Idris Elba. And it was so good. So good. Like, I, I, I love that movie. So um, uh, Dune, which came out on HBO Max and in theaters. Uh, just uh, I'm into sci-fi movies, nerdy movies. That was phenomenal. Uh, Suicide Squad. Uh, Malignant, which was a horror movie that came out early this year, which managed to be original. I'm a big fan of horror movies, and I love when a horror movie can be original and surprise me. And this movie surprised the hell out of me. I'm not going to ruin it for you if you haven't seen it, but if you see it, you're going to be like, what the hell? So it, it, it's good. It's really good. Um, the Power of the Dog, um, Tick, Tick, Boom, uh, In the Heights, Passing, uh, Summer of Soul, which was a documentary on uh, Hulu, which is about this... Uh, uh, music festival that happened in 1969 with some of the biggest black acts at the time that never really gets talked about, but it's basically like Black Woodstock. Amazing. Some of, uh, I cannot recommend that movie more. That was one of my favorite things I watched this year. But ultimately, I had to give my uh, 2021 movie jammy to the same movie I gave my mid-year jammy to, and that's uh, to Judas and the Black Messiah, because it's still... Like, I rewatched it the other day, and it's still phenomenal. Just like, my God, it's so good. Like, it, the, the acting and, like, you know, oh, just just everyone in that movie just does such a great job. And it's just like an acting toward the force. And the, the story, it just it still resonates to this day. Um, yeah, I, I can't say enough praise. Uh, to me, Jews and the Black Messiah is, is, is easily my, my favorite movie of the year. So I have to give it my 2021 jammy award all right you know i'm not gonna dispute that yeah yeah that's uh that yeah man so that i mean this was good this is uh you know the we we kind of went off on uh like you know on the other side with the dam you fell off but there were just so many people who fell off this year we 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 had to talk about them it was a lot it was a lot yeah. um yeah. but yeah like um yeah man that's part one that's part one of the 2021 jammy awards um, you know, we hope you all join us for part two. Do you have anything to say to the people before we leave part one of the 2021 Jammy Awards? Yeah, I mean, one, look, the Knicks ain't won a championship since 1973. All right. <laughs> this is it, it's this this goes deep. All right. So, you know, we had to cover that. Uh I mean, Jada, we just want Will to win. Come on. <laughs> we love Will. We love Will. I mean, come on, he. He, he atoned for his original sin in the in the Fresh Prince reunion. Yes. You know, he, he reconciled with Aunt Viv, or at least that's how it looked. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, come on. Give Will this. Please don't entangle this. <laughs> no entanglements, please. Yeah, man. Please. So, but yeah. so, so are we saying? So are we saying? Yes. Will Smith for uh, Best Actor oscar it's it's long overdue and if you've seen king richard you'll know that it's going to be well deserved so hopefully um it's his time but yeah so thank you guys so much for listening to part one of the 2021 uh jammy awards please join us next week for part two we're going to talk about all types of other topics we're going to talk about best song of the year 
best album of the year. We'll talk about who's the, the, the best newcomer of the year and the all so important MVP of the year. Who had the best 2021? Who's the MVP of 2021? Not Cuomo. (laughs) (laughs) It won't be Cuomo. I'll tell you Mm -hmm. that much. (laughs) There will be no repeat. There will be no there. There will be no repeat MVP. It will be a brand new MVP, at least for me this year. Because, damn, you fell off Cuomo. But uh, yes. But thank you so much for joining us. We hope that you join us next week. Uh, For my man GK, this is Julian, American Alpha. Out. Part two. Check us on part two. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you for listening to the Julian and GK podcast. And it's the Julian and GK podcast.